You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 3, Episode 88. And a congratulations is in order to Team Canada on winning the gold at the 2022 IIHF World Junior Championships. The tournament had to be rescheduled twice, but uh, gold was finally awarded and Canada came out the victor. And specifically, uh, congratulations are in order for three New York Rangers prospects who are on Team Canada, uh, starting goaltender Dylan Garand, who was absolutely fantastic in this tournament. Uh, Brennan Othman, first round pick from 2021 and Will Cooley who was a second round pick of the Rangers in the year prior in the 2020 NHL draft Um, also uh, falling just short with Team Finland Rangers prospect uh, Kale Weissinen who I thought uh, played fairly well in this tournament not not eye-popping numbers but definitely established himself as a uh, good defensive forward for the Finns. But, uh, yeah, crazy gold medal game, and we're going to get into all that. But before we do, hey, everyone, it's Andy. I'm back from vacation. Um, Yeah, it was nice to get some R&R. Unfortunately, where I was upstate, there was very little service uh, to speak of for cell phones, so I was kind of unplugged for the week, which was partially by design. Just nice to get away from... uh, everything you know social media and uh just yeah just get away from the world for a week and, and get a little recharge in but because of that i wasn't really able to follow much of the tournament um really until i got back for <laughs> the day of the gold medal game on uh on saturday so yeah so i had uh, luckily i you know i have uh, a couple games that were pre-recorded and I just caught up on, on some clips and you know I whenever I would get uh, some service I would meet, look in and see just how uh, the Rangers prospects were establishing themselves uh, yeah and obviously I got to watch the gold medal game last night and yeah it was a, it was a great game crazy finish to a wild game um, and again yeah we'll get into that uh, unfortunately as I get back um, James and I just uh, James had a prior commitment, so riding solo for this one. But yeah, I just wanted to use this time to basically just recap my thoughts on uh, the prospects the range for the Rangers that played in this tournament, and you know how they acquitted themselves, and 
what we might be able to expect for them um, in the upcoming season and the upcoming season. So all in all, the Rangers had seven prospects in this year's World Juniors, which uh, is pretty good considering how they, what spot they finished uh, in the NHL regular, or excuse me, in the NHL playoffs uh, last season. Uh, to, you know, to be a team that makes a deep playoff run and still have seven of your prospects representing your uh, their respective countries in the World Juniors is huge, you know. Definitely shows a viable pipeline of talent to a team that is going to need all the cheap production they can get in the upcoming seasons and just honestly just upgrades at positions. Um, uh, like I said, the Rangers had seven prospects in the World Juniors. I mentioned the three, uh, Othman, Garand, and Cooley for Team Canada, Brett Berard for the United States, uh, Kale uh, Weissenden for Finland, uh, Yaroslav Malash for, I believe that's how you pronounce it, I think it's Malash, um, uh, for <laughs> Czechia, and Adam Sikora, the Rangers' second-round pick from this past summer for Slovakia. So, yeah, uh, obviously just in terms of sheer numbers, that's, it was a great thing to see. Um, as far as how the tournament played out, not too many surprises, I think, um, going in. Uh, a little disappointed in how Team USA acquitted themselves, but in fairness, they they did lose some pl- top-line players that they thought were going to be made available for their team. And quite frankly, they just didn't have uh, the goaltending that some of the other uh, heavy hitters in their bracket and, and in the other uh, the group had. So, yeah, it's an unfortunate um as far as Brett Berard is concerned, I don't think he had quite as effective a, as a, of a tournament as he did last year. Um, although he was still very physical, you know. In fact, every Rangers prospect that uh, played in this tournament was physical. I believe four four of the seven uh, prospects received game misconducts in this tournament, which I think is the I saw Stat Boy Steven uh, shout to Stat Boy Steven. Um, had posted that that is the most game misconducts by a single uh, NHL team's draft picks in, a, in a, any single tournament ever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly the the edict of getting harder to play against and drafting competitive players was heard loud and clear and followed through by the, uh, the current and prior uh, scouting staff of the New York Rangers because, yeah, I mean... Um, Berard, Adam Sikora, Will Cooley, and um, uh, Malash all received game misconducts for, you know, either late hits or this behind the play. And listen, you don't want to be in the business of hits like this, but I think the fact that they, you know, Brendan Othman, who didn't receive game misconduct, but he was mixing it up and throwing big hits. And I think even, um, you know, in the handshake line, uh, I forget which <laughs> after which game, but uh, he you know he had thrown some hits and he was getting cross checked in the handshake line after the game, but he was just kind of laughing and laughing it off, and you know he was welcoming it clearly. It was you know, uh, so yeah, that just kind of shows you the attitude and the swagger that these current Rangers uh, prospects have. So, but again, you don't want to be in the business of taking bad penalties and making yourself unavailable for games and or hurting people. So, you know, obviously you hope it's just. Uh, one of those weird freaky things and um they understand that discipline comes first and foremost and it's great to be throw hits but 
yeah, you have to play within the game because if it gets out of hand, you take yourself out of the game and you're not helping anyone. And you're certainly not helping your team as they have to kill a five-minute major. So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, as far as Adam Sakura goes, I, I loved what I saw from him. Uh, just his ability to forecheck is so beyond his years, I think. Um, just his anticipation, his, you know, for his age, he was one of the, he was, I think he's only a few days away from being eligible to be drafted next summer is one of the youngest players taken in uh, the 2022 NHL entry draft, but just his, you know, his forechecking ability, his anticipation and just his motor for his age is does not stop. And I think he can, that's the type of player that helps your team win championships in the NHL. So, I mean, the Rangers, even though I don't think he'll ever become a big point getter, I just think he's going to become a player that does everything necessary to help dig out loose pucks, to create turnovers, and your team scores. He doesn't get the, the glory or the credit, but he's the one who actually facilitates that and does the work. So, uh, yeah, so I thought, you know, maybe not eye-popping numbers, but I thought Sakura, you know, I thought for his, uh, you know, he'll be eligible to come back. So hopefully he his as uh, time goes on here and next year he can get a big, bigger role uh, for uh, Slovakia, but still very happy with his play in this tournament. Kyle Weissenden for Finland. Obviously it really hurts for the Finns to, to lose in the gold medal game. But um, yeah, I just thought his two way play was really strong uh, for the Finns. And that's a team that I, I believe Gord Miller had mentioned it that their biggest strength is that every year they're a little bit over, they might be overmatched skill wise, but they are always better than the sum of their parts. And you saw how it played and they have a system that they, they live and die by and they stick to it. And, you know, even though Canada came out flying uh, and scored, you know, in the first and second period, and they were trailing down two goals going into the third, you saw that they just never stopped with their regroups and, and their breakout patterns and just supports and puck movement high to low and, and switches in, in the opposing zone, trying to get back to the point. Uh, and yeah, they just stuck with it. And as Canada got tired, they just took over, you know, and they, in the third, they scored the two, the two equalizing goals to, to bring that game to overtime. Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, you know, Weissman was a, was a good, contributor for that team again the points aren't eye popping but yeah he was a good uh, two-way presence for that team um as far as uh Yaroslav Malash for Czechia is concerned unfortunately again I didn't get to watch too many of the games and he got hurt and was made unavailable for the uh Czechia's last game of the tournament which is unfortunate um I don't have too much to add on that because again I being away I didn't get to watch uh, too many of Czechia's games but he is committed to Providence where Brett Berard plays. He's going to be a friar playing for uh, Team USA's coach uh, Nate Lehman. So yeah, hopefully the injury doesn't prove to be anything too serious. I, I believe that the tweet said that he'll be absolutely fine for the start of uh, training camp for uh, yeah his, uh, um, his introductory uh, college season. So Hopefully he heals up with uh, without any setbacks and is ready for training camp. College football is back, and it's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, 
Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place the same game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on college football, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as $825 free bets. And finally, that brings us to Team Canada. Um, honestly, I thought... All three Rangers prospects acquitted themselves very well for Team Canada. Um, I thought Grand was clearly the standout as the starting goaltender. Um, it was pretty clear that Othman and Cooley, although at times they factored in importantly to that team and you know they were up and down the lineup, I just think ultimately uh, Dave Cameron, uh, he wasn't, those two were not his go-to guys um, and their ice time was reflected as such especially as the tournament went on in in important minutes. But uh, Garand, I thought, was as good as he had to be. Um, Canada Canada wasn't always very stout defensively in front of him, but uh, he got the job done when he had to. Um, A few gaffes here and there, best to be expected, especially in the – in uh, you could you know on the goal that what what honestly maybe should have been a goal in overtime, uh, maybe overplaying a bit, although he's kind of left alone, you know, on an island by his D-men, but – you know, we'll talk about why it wasn't a goal in a second. But, uh, yeah, I thought Grand was very good, was very steady, didn't have, I thought, at no point, uh, you know, it's not like he had an up-and-down tournament where he was dominant some games and was just below par. Any other games, I just thought he was solid, you know, allowed some goals here and there. But uh, I thought ultimately he made the saves he really had to make, you know, especially in – off some pretty bad turnovers, he came up pretty big, um, and he, you know, he seemed dialed in and focused, and that's what they say about him. Um, and he was, and he was just a, a huge cog for that team. Obviously, he's the, the goaltender, so uh, yeah, Garand played very well. Um, Brennan Othman, like I said, he, you know, he took in the pre-tournament, he had took a uh, a bad penalty, and apparently, you know, he he was not dressed for. Uh, their first game of the tournament as I guess, you know, Dave Cameron wanted to send a message. Uh, I thought it was a foolish move considering in camp, he had shown considerable uh, chemistry with uh, Connor Bedard and Mason McTavish. But uh, yeah, in some games he was moved up to that line and others, he was at times. uh, Yeah, I guess, you know, I, despite winning, it seemed like Dave Cameron made some really Head-scratching decisions. At times, Connor Bedard, consensus number one overall next year in what is supposed to be a, a super deep draft. You know, you'll have players like Bedard and Matt Michkov and, you know, just uh, a whole list of names that will become apparent soon. 
just a, a very, very top high end draft. And, you know, Bedard being uh, almost the, at, at, as, of, as of this recording, the undisputed uh, crown jewel of that draft. Um, yeah, just, you know, when games got tight, uh, the trust wasn't there. So players like Bedard and Othman were, were moved down. Um, at times, Will Cooley took a spot alongside Bedard, which is weird. Not that Cooley is, is not a skilled guy, but that's just ultimately maybe, you know, not his bread and butter, I would say. Or, you know, does... I, I don't know if the idea was to try to get use his size and his forecheck ability and his uh, his jam as so as it was put uh, to free up pucks to get them to um, this undersized Bedard so he can use that uh, you know already NHL level you know elite NHL level shot of his to score goals but um, yeah I mean and in the gold medal game I thought it you know both Cooley and Othman didn't really get. Uh, too much ice time, but I, I thought Cooley was just, eh, you know, some bad turnovers here and there, but four checked well. Um, and I thought Othman was good. I thought, you, I think you see that his line, the line he was put on, um, on the fourth line, it was a hard, you know, not playing with the top flight players. It was harder for him. He's a, you know, he's a shooter. So he, sometimes I would say he's a player that will be very good at the NHL level, but I think like a James Neal, I think he's a guy who's going to, you're going to have to, He's gonna to have to play with someone who is good at getting him the puck. I don't think he's like a a, a, a totally self-sufficient uh, scorer. You know what I mean? Not that that's, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's just like if he was, he wouldn't. I think he would be. Uh, you know, he would have been a top three player in that draft and not not going where he went for the Rangers. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, just again, the competitiveness, the the big hits, the causing turnovers. His you know his skating is better than I think a lot of people. Uh, or you know fans or pundits or whatever have realized that it's you know it's talked about as a hindrance but I'm you know definitely didn't look at that he showed that he had a gear I just think he is because of his skill set and that um you know that lethal shot of his that I think he's just a player who you know he can wait in the weeds a little bit he kind of trails behind the play or wants to be the first up if his line mates get it out for him and you know on the back check he's not gonna I don't think he's gonna you know, make a bum rush for the boards. He's going to try to position himself well for a quick up and a turnover. So, yeah, I thought he was absolutely fine. Um, honestly, though, I mean, not a Rangers prospect, but this was Mason McTavish's tournament. Uh, he had basically his his pedigree going into this tournament was already high, you know, named captain, being made available. He wanted to come to this tournament after uh, it getting, you know, canceled twice. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the Ducks have found a good one. I mean, by now, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this saw uh, the basically the saved goal. You know, uh, Finland is able to, you know, some ill-advised uh, positioning by Canada's D, um, you know, in an effort to be aggressive. Uh, Grant pushes out, and, you know, the Finland players is able to get, uh, you know, get the puck around him with a quick deke. And he basically just kind of, just kind of lofts it at the goal. So it's going in. There's a wide open net. It's going in. And McTavish, who, uh, you know, I think he had, he was the one who had led to the, I think just made an ill-advised pinch and just, you know, they got behind him. So two on one going the other way. After coming back, you know, as the puck's going in the net, he literally just uses his hand-eye coordination, bats it down. The puck is literally right about to cross the line. So instead of going over the line, you know, uh, into the net 
it literally just goes straight down, lands right on top slash in front of the line, and then he's able to sweep it away. And the the reaction from just uh, you know Gordon Miller, the announcers, the the play, you know the, the players on the ice, and uh, the people in the arena was insane. It, just a top. That'll go down as one of the most crucial moments, um, you know, or one of the most highlighted moments in World Juniors history, you know, and obviously Team Canada history um, based on just, you know, that country's uh, affinity for, you know, Canada's game. So, you know, rock star shit for Mason McTavish. Uh, what a, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be a, a deadly player in the NHL. Him and Zegris as a, a one-two punch is going to be, uh, yeah, that's a team, the Ducks will it will be good in the not so near future with those two, you know, at the helm. So, and obviously all the other good young players they have, you know, um, so like a Jamie Drysdale and, and what have you, but, um, yeah, uh, well played by team Canada, um, redemption for coach Dave Cameron. Uh, I think as it, it stands that in the last you know, going into this tournament, Canada, Finland, and the USA had three gold medals apiece in the decade. And this would, so the deck, this end, or at least this last from this tournament. So from 2012 on, uh, yeah, you know, it ends with, uh, uh, you know, three for the USA, three for Finland, and then, uh, four for Canada. So yeah, bragging rights for them. Um, but Hey, there's always next year, um, for team USA. Hopefully they can reload a bit. Uh, and yeah, but just obviously as a Rangers fan, really exciting to see that many ter- prospects take, you know, be part of this tournament. A good number of them will be back. I, I, I do wonder if Brennan Othman will be back. I mean, if he doesn't make the Rangers, I think he would want to go back. Um, and, um, you know, as much as I like Brennan Othman, I don't know if he's going to can't play in the AHL, unfortunately. And I just don't know if a, there was a spot for him and B he, is at a spot in his development where he could take it, you know, force anyone's hand, take that job. I would love to be proven wrong. That would be a good problem to have, but I just don't see it. So I assume he will be back if that is the case. Um, Adam Secor, like I mentioned, super young, he'll be back, um, you know, and yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see about the rest of the prospects I had mentioned. As far as uh, overall standouts for the tournament, oh boy, um, yeah, there was there was a good amount. I mean, um, Olin Zellweger uh, is a you know, funnily enough, uh, a Anaheim Ducks prospect who was one of Canada's D. I thought was a real standout in the tournament. Uh, I thought Columbus Blue Jackets prospect Kent Johnson looked dangerous whenever he had the puck. He reminds me a lot of uh, Patrick Kane. Uh, so yeah, he was very just shifty, but also patient. Um, and just waiting, you know, kind of waiting for guys to try to take him one-on-one to use his hands to work around them. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to be good. I think him and Johnny Gaudreau could create some magic together, you know, in the not-so-distant future. Um, honestly, as much as it pains me to say this, I thought Luke Hughes was probably the best uh, D, you know, defenseman in the tournament until he got um, he got hurt. So, yeah, um, he was very, you know, he just controlled, uh, you know, he controlled play when he was out there and just very smart decision-making and just obviously his skating ability like his brothers, but combined with his uh, superior size. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a problem, a thorn in the Rangers' side, as much as I hate to say it, for uh, years to come, I'm sure. Um, 
Who else? Uh, I thought Jan Mishak, the Montreal Canadiens prospect for uh, Czechia, looked very, very good. Um, he is going to, much like an Adam Sakura type, his, uh, yeah, just his compete level is extremely high and he just works all over the ice. Um, similarly, I, I thought Ridley Gregg, who unfortunately got hurt for Canada, also a player in that cut for the auto senators I, I thought he was he was looking at like one of the most complete players in the tournament um until he got hurt like i said unfortunately but other than them uh yes for wallstead uh you know draft pick of the minnesota wild goaltender for team sweden i thought was excellent on a sweden team that probably could have used lucas raymond and alexander holtz um casper uh, pudio uh for finland on defense, I thought really stood out to me in a good way. Um, yeah, and then obviously I have, you know, I have, I've always had a soft spot for uh, Emil Andre, a smaller defenseman uh, for Team Sweden. He's a Philadelphia Flyers uh, prospect. But look, at the end of the day, this was Mason McTavish's tournament. Um, you know, uh, that save will probably get put on a postage stamp <laughs> in Canada um, and will be much like the John Tavares or what, you know, either the, uh, you know, Canadians never shut up about either the Jonathan Taze shootout moment or the Jordan Eberle Tavares, uh, you know, golden goal moment, or yeah, this is Mason McTavish knocking that puck, you know, from, go from entering the net and then just, you know, say basically saving Canada's gold medal will go down forever. And just, Plus, he also led the tournament in points, um, you know, and he was just close to tying names like Wayne Gretzky and Braden Shen and other players that have, uh, you know, have the record for the most, I believe he had 16, ended the tournament with 16 points or something like that. Um, yeah, don't quote me on that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> the fact that the Ducks had two uh back-to-back -to -back tournament MVPs in uh, Trevor Zegris and Mason McTavish. Uh, yeah, they have a lot to be excited about and happy about. So, um, yeah, Ducks fans have to be happy. So, you know, um, we'll see when they start uh, turning that corner because, uh, yeah, you know, Ryan, hey, Ryan, they have Ryan Strom to, to learn from now, right? Uh, so, yeah, uh, great tournament. Uh, glad they were able to pull it off and finally put a bow on a tournament that should have been uh, basically wrapped up around Christmas time. But, uh, yeah, it gets done. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't look now, but the NHL regular season and, hell, the the next World Junior Championship is not too far away. Um, you know, now only a couple of months away. So, uh, yeah, just funny how things work out sometimes. But uh, exciting. It was nice to, you know, obviously it's a shame it had to be rescheduled, but, yeah, just have some hockey to keep us satiated before training camp starts. Uh, yeah, pretty soon here. So in the next, you know, next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting with James uh, for our next podcast that drops on Thursday and getting back to more uh, Ranger centric news because there, yeah, there's been obviously a lot recently with Truba being named captain and still waiting on the fates of players like Tyler Mott and seeing who are those four mystery players uh, that Lou Lamarillo signed because we now know it, Nazem Kadri was not among them and he couldn't make the cap space. So, uh, yeah, I mean, not to sound too petty, but uh, as much as I like to talk New York Rangers, I like to talk about uh, the Islanders' missteps as well. So, 
yeah, I, oh, and I also have a funny Islanders-related story for James, uh, but that'll have to wait for the next podcast. So thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoyed watching the World Junior Championships. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. We really do appreciate it. Uh, it helps bump us, us up from a visibility perspective. And as always, if you have any questions you want addressed on the podcast, James and I always try to work them in when we receive messages. Again, just message us at Broadway Boys Pod on Twitter. You can DM us. You can even just tweet at us. And we will always do our best to make sure we mention it. We might even give you a shout out on the air. So uh, thanks to you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will see you all on Thursday. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.